Diagnosing precancers and also basal cell and squamous cell cancers is not hard. It isn't rocket science, okay? Doctors make fun of dermatologists within their own profession. Uh, dermatology is generally a technician job, really. They, they aren't doing brain surgery. So relax and realize that you can assess your own situation since you look at your skin every day, up close and personal every day, you know your skin. Uh, your dermatologist is gonna look at it for five minutes at the most. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, Robin Openshaw here. I am the green smoothie girl online. Today I'm going to talk to you about skin cancer and something that's so controversial that a couple of years ago, one of my employees went and took my viral video on this subject off of YouTube without asking my permission because she just thought it was going to get us in trouble. She thought it was too upsetting, too disturbing. I'm going to talk about skin cancer. I'm going to talk about what my family's been doing for three generations now. I will absolutely teach it to my children. If it comes to that, I'm sure it will. And it's about how I treat skin cancer. And so I am going to refer to my Substack blog post, which is called um, I've burned my skin cancers and precancers off with black salve at least 40 times. So if you're watching this on a video, you can actually see the entire part of my body where I have burned off 40 precancers and cancers. I have an actual full-blown basal cell carcinoma that I burned off here and another one that I burned off here. So I'm going to talk about this and my, my mother used black salve. She used it on my brother just younger than me um, when he was a teenager. I don't know what she was burning off, but she got rid of it. And my brother was mad later because it scarred. And my grandmother used it. Fact of the matter is the most surgery scars too. And the, the burning with radiation scars too. So this is not a review of this is a better way to avoid scarring. They could both scar. Hey, if you have a cancer that goes all the way through your nose, and you put something on it that goes after cancer cells, it could go all, go all the way through your nose, right? So that's sort of a something you need to know. But this black salve is a very potent remedy from the plant world to eliminate precancers and cancers from the skin. And I should get the disclaimers out of the way. I'm not a doctor. I'm not suggesting that you use black salve, nor am I giving you medical advice. I do not sell black salve. I do not make a commission on somebody buying black salve, nor do I make it for my own use. So what I'm sharing with you is simply what I do, because it is such a common question I've gotten for years, possibly because sometimes I'll show a picture of me with a Band-Aid on my head. In fact, maybe I'll put one up with this post, and it's literally from a couple months ago. So you're looking at me. Yes, I have makeup on. Um, what is left behind is a little white spot. And as I'm out in the sun, even the white spots go away. But all I'm doing here is I'm telling you what I and my mother and my siblings and my grandmother have done successfully for generations. So by empowering ourselves to know what precancers and squamous and basal cell and melanoma skin cancers look like and how to eliminate them, we have saved thousands of dollars. We've decreased our stress and we've avoided disfiguring ourselves when our very fair skin, all of us, uh, develops a scaly red patch known as an actinic keratosis 
or a precancer or one of the squamous or basal cell. Okay. My grandmother did this with a melanoma. Now, melanomas are tricky because melanomas have tentacles. They can go all the way to your to your organs in your body. So I am, again, I am not suggesting that you do this. I'm just educating you about what I've done and why you should make your own decisions and you should totally educate yourself. But these scaly, sometimes reddened, kind of red um, patch of skin may even bleed at times. That's That tends to be what an actinic keratosis looks like. So if you deal with it, then it's eliminated before it causes a bigger problem and it gets bigger and it goes deeper. So you can Google and you can look at photos of squamous cell and basal cell carcinomas. Um, Someone will yell at me in comments that I cannot possibly know what a basal cell carcinoma looks like because I'm not a doctor. You can find many um, such people on YouTube, the YouTube video that I did, I did go back and enable it after I found out my employee disappeared it. Cause I went looking for it and I was like, where is my, where is my video? Um, you can see lot, lots of angry people screaming at me about that. And I did just as many disclaimers in that video as I'm doing here. Um, you can see people screaming at me. That I can't possibly know what a squamous cell cancer looks like, or what a basal cell cancer looks like um, because I'm not a doctor. And so if, you know, if you're bored, you can go look at that. But it's kind of, that's kind of like saying that I don't know what a Volkswagen looks like because I'm not a mechanic, right? Um, so for me, it doesn't particularly matter what exactly type of cancer it is. I know that it's an aberrant growth and I know how to kill it. And I know how to, after it dies, draw it out of the body, including sometimes uh, with black salve tentacles will literally come out. So some people even use black salve to eliminate moles or other skin blemishes that that bother them. And again, I'm not recommending that you do that. Regardless of what the aberrant growth is, the nice thing about having black salve on hand is that you don't have to ignore it while you have anxiety about it for months and try to figure out who to go see about it with medical appointment waits, sometimes being months these days. Meanwhile, the cancerous cells are multiplying. So the US FDA tries to keep black salve off the market. You probably noticed that pharma and Western medicine uh, don't play well with others. They don't like they don't like competition. So I have used a brand from a company called Amazon. I will put a link to it down below. Again, I do not make a commission selling you this. I am not endorsing this, but it's not the mega billion dollar Jeff Bezos spawn. Okay. It's not that Amazon. It's a very small company and they ship to you from South America. That is how they avoid the regulations of the FDA. So as we all face down long-term shortages of medical equipment, medications, and supplies, we're wise to learn to be our own apothecaries. That I will advocate for. Learning how your body works and how you can treat it in among the many, many compounds in the natural plant world, um, they aren't to be used lightly, but, you know, like black salve actually destroys aberrant growths, right? And it comes from the plant world. So, but you know what, we've been conditioned to believe that we can't possibly know anything about ourselves or our own health or how to treat our own health unless we go to medical school. But the crazy thing is if you go to medical school, all you're going to learn about is like drugs and surgery and labs and medical testing. You will know no more about health and wellness when you come out of medical school than when you go into it, but you will be in two or $300,000 worth of uh, student debt. So um, I'm sorry that people have been disempowered to feel that they can't possibly know anything about their body if they aren't a doctor, 
But remember, 20% of those doctors graduated in the bottom 20% of their class too. I never graduated in the bottom 80% of any class. So I really don't want to hire the doctors who came out of the bottom 20% of medical school any either. So that's just a little side issue. Or the ones who couldn't get into medical school in the United States, so they got it in like some sketchy school in the Caribbean. So I would love for somebody to point me to the classes in medical school where they're even taught about health at all and how to achieve it. Uh, P.S. The Cliff Notes is they don't. So there's no compensation in the job most doctors go on to do for teaching people to be healthy. Doctors are taught human anatomy and physiology. They're taught pharmacopoeia and technology and drugs and surgical procedures. I mean, that's a lot. That's a big body of work to learn while you're in medical school and doing residencies, right? And that's how they deal with disease, okay, for diagnostic and treatment and billing purposes. So may God bless doctors who are often wonderful people, but they don't generally know more than the average person on the street about what a state of health looks like or how to how to help a patient achieve it. There's actually been studies showing that your average medical doctor has the same amount of education about nutrition as the average person walking around on the street does, for instance. And we all all know that you wouldn't even be here on my channel if you didn't realize that food is medicine and that nutrition is super powerful in getting well and staying well. I mean, you you can take one look at most doctors and nurses and see that they are not specialists in how to achieve health. Every one of us knows of many people who've been misdiagnosed as well. So handing your health off to a third party and just closing your eyes and hoping it goes well, it just isn't isn't very wise. I mean, this is only your, your health that we're talking about, right? So at least be very involved, ask questions, and do your own research. So I consider having a little container of black salve one of my best tools to deal with my own health issues uh, because of all the sunburns I got as a, as a teenage athlete and young adult. Um, rather than make an appointment weeks or months out and drive across town and sit in a lobby for 90 minutes or more to see a doctor for 10 minutes to do something that actually causes cancer. Those, those uh, burning off of the cancers thing like that is radiation, which causes cancer. It doesn't really make sense. I don't wait for years until the skin cancer has become invasive to deal with it because in rare cases where the patient waited years to deal with it, burning an advanced skin cancer off with black salve could eat through the, for instance, thin tissues of your nose. Okay. So, and there's a picture and it just goes around and around and around on the internet for like 20 years. And it shows someone who their whole, the the black salve ate through the whole side of their nose. Well, I don't know the story behind that photo and neither do you. And we can't fact check that. Um, But, you know, like I like black salve for getting on top of it early is my point. I prefer to deal with my precancers when they are still precancers. So I'll show you this photo of myself with a big old Band-Aid on my face, on my 55-year-old face that has been sunburned literally hundreds of times. Um, And my mom was leaving newspaper articles on my pillow for me when I was a teenager, God bless her, um, saying that if you have even one terrible sunburn in your teen years, you're pretty much guaranteed skin cancer 20 years later. Like I I did read it, obviously, because I remember that still, whatever, 35 years later. but. I remember that basically the gist was if you keep, you know, bathing, you know, sunbathing, which I did literally daily as a teenager, even though I'm very fair skinned, you're seeing me really tan right now for me, but I'm really not. I'm really, really pale because I just garden and I'm outside, but I don't, I don't get burned anymore, hardly ever. So 
Um, the, the basic gist, what I got from these articles that my mom would leave on my bed is, um, you're going to look terrible after you're 40. And my response to that as a teenager was who cares? I'll be over 40. Why would anyone over 40 care about how they look? <laughs> I hope you guys think that's as funny as I do at 55. We don't care any less about how we look when we're 55 than we did when we were 15. Am I right? So if you look at the picture, you can see a mild scar on my nose. Okay, if you're looking at this interview with a video, I'm pointing to where it is. So, um, and I show you this picture of myself close up because I'm showing you that burning off a troubling precancer a few years ago, I probably let it go a little too long, but, um, and you can, you can also see a big giant bandaid covering six. I burned off six precancers um, on my forehead. Uh, this was, this photo was a few months ago. So, and they were all like the size of half a dime or smaller. So you can, I'm literally showing you a photo of that scar. And that scar is, I probably burned that off three years ago. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not 25 anymore. My skin has been burned hundreds of times. I think it's nutrition. That's why I don't look like I'm 80. But then I show you a picture of what it looks like after the cancer dies. You can still see a little bit of the black salve on top of the dead tissue that will a few days later after this photo, it will fall out. You'll see a little divot in your skin. You'll actually see a little hole in your skin. Well, the beauty of the, the human body is that it goes to work and starts filling in um, that little divot. So it's not anything to be alarmed about because I don't have any divots in my skin um, besides this scar, which is, like I said, it was a full-blown uh, basal cell carcinoma by the time I burned it off. So yeah, so I show you the, the Band-Aid peeled back. That, that was day four after applying black salve to a couple of them. So that white part that you see, it's dead precancerous flesh. And the black part is just the, the extra of the salve on top of it. So um, then after it falls out, it'll take seven to 10 days to fall out. Um, you know, just come out in the Band-Aid. You don't, don't pick it out. Don't pull it out. But then I, after that, I put some anti-scarring ointment um, like vitamin E is really great. Uh, there are a lot of different things. The, the folks who sell the um, that product from Amazon, that black salve from that little Amazon company, they also have something called Dragon's Blood. And I used to use that, but it's it's thin. It's like thin like water. So you have to like dab it on and it's very like blood colored. And so like, it's not something that you're going to wear under makeup and stuff like that. So I prefer another ointment these days um, that is known to heal scarring. Any health food store can help you with that if they have a lot of supplements and stuff. So, and then I put makeup on and the minor scarring diminishes over the course of months. Um, and there's no aberrant growth on my face anymore. So you can't expect to have black salve consume the aberrant growth and it fall out of your face or your chest or your leg without any scarring. Like I'm not here to tell you, this is just a genius, uh, solution that has no consequences, right? But look at what your alternative is. The burning that they do at the dermatologist scars too sometimes. And my experience was I started there. My first pre-cancer was right here on my face. So about an inch under my eye, if you're listening to this and not watching it. Um, and it came back twice, like they burned it off and it came back worse twice. And that's what made me go, I'm going to do what my grandmother did. Like, I think I'm done with this burning business. Like I kind of, I kind of knew. And then I started learning more. So my scars, 
from uh, using black salve killing a skin cancer. They lighten over time and you wouldn't notice them looking at me. I mean, you can look at me if you're watching this video, right? Um, even though I have done this probably 20 times, on, sometimes on two, three, four, in this photo with the giant Band-Aid, I've burned off six scaly pre-skin cancers. So I use makeup, but it's light makeup, it's just powder makeup. And the only two somewhat significant scars are on my nose, which you can see in the photo, and on my chest, which you also wouldn't notice unless you were looking carefully. So most of my scars are just white spots that don't match the, the tan that I have going on most of the time living in Florida, where we have sun year round. So for those of you who want to yell at me that I'm not a doctor and I cannot diagnose pre-cancers, um, as many do on my YouTube video, despite me saying at least four times in the video, um, this is not medical advice, let me say a few things. Number one, diagnosing pre-cancers and also basal cell and squamous cell cancers is not hard. It isn't rocket science, okay? Doctors make fun of dermatologists within their own profession. Uh, dermatology is generally a technician job, really. They, they aren't doing brain surgery. So relax and realize that you can assess your own situation since you look at your skin every day, up close and personal every day, and you know your skin. Uh, your dermatologist is gonna look at it for five minutes at the most. So if you wanna go to a dermatologist for your diagnosis, please, you know, like I said, do so. I would have made dozens of trips to the dermatologist the past 15 years. I would be like the, the you know, revolving door uh, patient if that had been my chosen approach. And it's really not hard to eliminate my own precancers. There's no long wait either. And as the medical system is in pretty much meltdown right now, doctors are so overworked. So they're really demoralized and overworked and patients are having to wait months in many specialties. And I, I like that I can take action with my own precancers immediately. So I have a tendency to burn off several at a time. If it's mostly on my forehead, that it tends to be my worst place. Um, and I probably do it like once or twice a year. So my preparedness supplies contain not just toothpicks to apply the black salve and some black salve and some vitamin E or another healing ointment. Okay, vitamin E goes rancid. So if it's two years old, Time for some new vitamin E. So some something like that for healing the skin afterward. But you know, if you couldn't get your hands on something like that, just some oil to um, you know, keep it moisturized and let your body do the work. That'll, you know, help minimize this the scarring. Um, and I have a couple boxes of band-aids of varying sizes. Number two thing I want you to know is I went to, like I said, I went to the dermatologist twice. Um both times they burned it off and this, and it seemed really counterintuitive to me since radioactive burning actually causes cancer. So in both times, the, the pre-cancer returned and more aggressively. So number three, and, and when I, when I use black salve, I have not had this again, like it actually went a little deeper and got all the cancerous cells. This one here on my chest, I actually had to, had to do twice. So number three, I have an unfortunate amount of experience with precancers and even, like I said, a couple of basal cell carcinomas that, that I had to, I had to do twice. And now it's a memory because there's a little, there's a keloid scar. Not everybody forms keloid scars, but I do. Yay. Lucky me. So how did I know that the first treatment wasn't enough? The, the spot continued to be scabby and scaly and even bleed sometimes after the first attempt. That is how I knew. So I did a second treatment and got the margins. So I'm going a little bit wide. That's a that's a medical term, okay? If they go do the Mohs surgery and it comes back, they do another Mohs surgery and they just go broader. And that's when they, you know, people in the cancer industry call it the margins. 
So I treated a just a slightly larger area and I got all the way to the edge of the cancer or pre-cancer. So here's the process. Number one, I opened the very small tub of the very black, almost tar-like substance. And I use a toothpick to put a small but thick amount on the scaly patch on my forehead. For a few minutes or an hour, it may sting a bit. That's the only discomfort you're going to have. It's it's pretty mild, honestly. It's not a big deal. It's not going to keep you from sleeping or anything like that. You're just like, you know, maybe an hour later, you're like, oh, well, that's going to work. Number two, I cover it with a Band-Aid. Don't get in your sauna or the black salve will drip down out of the Band-Aid and it will run down to other places, causing an angry red trail. I wish I didn't know this from personal experience. So don't believe those people who say that black salve is entirely cell selective because I found it'll do damage to healthy tissues too. So you can read lots of people saying that, especially the people who sell black salve, but I don't don't believe that that is true Um, because I had a red, angry looking inflamed trail. It wasn't terrible, but I could just see it, you know, like all the way down, right? Between my breasts, all the way down to my belly. Um, when I was really dumb and had a Band-Aid going horizontally on my forehead and the black sab was like fresh, like that day. Sometimes if like something like that happens, it's okay to put the black sab on again. So, and then the next thing, number three, it may take an entire week, maybe even longer before the dead cancerous surface layer or a chunk of deeper, a deeper piece of flesh actually falls out. It turns white as it dies. It might itch, like I I press on it sometimes, like with my fingernails underneath the band-aid, because once it's once it's dying, like it'll itch. So you can't scratch it, obviously. So um and that black glob of black salve eventually gets washed away or falls off, and that's okay. Um, if you could just keep it on the precancer for a couple of days when the kill is happening. Um, that's enough because that's when the whole mechanism of action is actually happening. So if I go to change the Band-Aid on day two and I see that the black salve has come off, I'll apply a second time. So don't wash those cancerous spots, but you can protect it with a fresh Band-Aid every day or two. And don't let the black salve be washed off in the shower. Um, If it seems dry or cracked, you can dab it with a little oil Um, with a Q-tip or your clean fingertip. Don't put any makeup on the treated area. Just cover it up with a Band-Aid, wear a baseball hat, wear a, you know, thing over your forehead and don't worry about walking around in town with a Band-Aid on your face. People have seen stranger things. So if the black salve gets washed off in the first day or two, once again, you may need to reapply, which is a good idea anyway, if you suspect a full-blown basal cell or squamous cell cancer versus those those precancers, the scaly, scaly bleeding little things. Um, if it's turning colors, I'm more I'm more alarmed. I've never had one of those, but I certainly have had friends and family who have. Um, those um, can be indicative of of melanoma. And just going deeper in the skin, um, those are all signs that you may have an actual cancer rather than a scaly precancer, which you know, I'm, I'm fine with if there were, I haven't had any on my arms, but if I had one on my arm and it was going to take a chunk out of my arm, I'd care less about that than I do if it's on the side of my nose, right? I'm going to be very protective of places like above my eyes and on my nose. That's when I want to get them when they're not full-blown squamous cell or basal cell. 
So pre-cancers often just come off as a layer on your skin. So it might just be like you almost like you got, what did they call those chemical peels um, where your skin peels off. Whereas basal and squamous cell cancers may go deeper and you will see like a chunk of flesh come out and you might be alarmed by the divot in your skin, but you don't need to be alarmed. So number four, keep it moist. If it gets dried out and the dead cancerous flesh hasn't fallen out yet, just dab it with some coconut oil or olive oil you have on hand. Number five, when the chunk of flesh or a peeling of flesh with a precancer falls out, now is a good time to put that healing ointment on it daily for a few weeks. Okay, vitamin E, or like I said, that dragon's blood that that same Amazon company will sell you, or golden salve from Barlow's Herbal. In fact, if you write Barlow's Herbal and you ask my cousin, Jane Barlow, what she's got that is a really great black salve, I have hers too. So Barlow's Herbal, um, they don't like just put it out there, but if you like write them or call them, Barlow's Herbal, it's a good way to support an American company. But I, I texted my cousin Jane Barlow, who's running the company second generation now from her father um, and asked her like, do you have a link that I could share with people? And she, it's kind of like, you know, something they do in the back room and help their clients who ask, but you know, for the obvious reasons, they don't put it out in front. So again, I'm not a doctor and this isn't medical advice. Um, I will probably share my YouTube video of my discussion of this topic. That's pretty old. Um, if you would rather listen to me discuss it, but you should do whatever you are comfortable with. Um, but I've just become so non-dependent on doctors and the medical system that besides my annual hormone checkup, um, where I get a panel of labs done by a natural hormone replacement practitioner, okay, a natural hormone replacement practitioner, sometimes also called, called bioidentical hormone practitioner. Okay, um, Usually it's a nurse practitioner. Those I find are usually the best. I that's a whole side topic. If you ask me, if a bunch of you ask me, I'll do a topic on why I like the nurse practitioners in the hormone field much better, especially much better than the MDs. Just Cliff's notes. The MDs just know that there's a significant minority of the people who are aware that they don't want to take synthetic hormone. And so they just hang out a shingle saying, I'll do bioidenticals, but they don't do it. All the extra testing you need to do, they don't understand how all the the different factors interplay. And the couple times I've gone to an MD, I find that I know way more about um, hormone than they do. And I'm like coaching them and then I end up going to somebody else. So, but I haven't seen a doctor since my 22 year old youngest son was born. So that's how non-dependent on the medical system I become. And I would love to have you find me someone 55 and older who that is the case for. So, um, my point is, this is just me talking about what I do to keep myself independent from the medical system so that I'm not always in a panic about my next doctor's visit and I'm worrying about you know what numbers are going to be on labs. I know when I'm well and I know when I'm not, and I have lots of strategies to address it, and this is one of them. So this may not be for you. Maybe you like to go to doctors and take medications, but for me and mine, I love knowing that I can help my family and my friends and myself without the expense and the sitting in lobbies with sick people and the sense of unease I get with my medical expert giving me five minutes of his time and then having his hand on the doorknob, right? And he's rushing off to see his next patient because more patients he sees, more money he makes. So you can read this on Substack if you want to review some of this. I've been a little bit repetitive because I talk fast and 
you know, if you want to read this, I will share the sub stack down below. And we would love it because all of the Green Smoothie Girl team has to pay their bills. And if you want to support us on my sub stack, if this information is valuable to you, if my work has blessed your life, please consider subscribing on Substack for $10 a month. Okay. All my colleagues, they're asking like $40 and $50 a month and stuff like that. Um, if you can, if you can't, please know that we're here to stand in the gap for you, for people who can't afford it, the people who can. Um, we just ask for your support if you can give it to us. So I'll share um, I'll share a link down below for how you can sign up for my Substack. Actually, I'm just going to give you this Substack article down below and it will let you subscribe. You can subscribe for free or you can subscribe for $10 a month and we appreciate you so much. And I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.